tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show, where, by gosh, and Begora, I did it again. I knew I could get that on St. Patty's Day thing in there. <laughs> it's only a month and a, a couple of days later, but there we go. Um, Mark, yes, you always ask questions about bears and the woods, and I get confused every really? time because I start laughing. Uh, but yeah. I have to wonder, when a headline says, Black Bear forces its way into British Columbia man's car. Mm. Is this some kind of a racist comment about the border? What are we dealing with here, Mark? <laughs> no, a man in British Columbia woke up to find his car had been all mangled up, and there was enough evidence left behind to identify the culprit. It was a bear. Michael Allison <laughs> of Trail said he got up. He'd received messages from his roommate saying something had happened to his car, and he went outside and found the metal frame of a back door had been bent and the window was shattered. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. The inside of the car was filled with scratch marks, and he found the other signs that, uh, that the vehicle had been invaded by a bear, too. He says, we both immediately came to the assumption that it must be a bear because we see it so often. And I mean, what else can just rip a door <laughs> off like that? Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. There were very obvious bear prints right there uh, near where the door was shattered, and there was also some bear fur. It's all adding up, it looks like, to a bear to me. Um, Allison said there wasn't any food in the car, but some recently spilled coffee might have drawn the animal in with that smell. Um, mm. Vanessa in, uh, Ignardy, she's uh, with Wild Safe BC, said the bear most likely has previous experience with auto burglary. She says most often when bears break into things, it's because they've done so successfully in the past and received a food reward of some sort. Huh. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to go after Boo Boo. Because if you go after Yogi, you know, it's like he's he's smarter than the average bear. So you got to catch his accomplice, Boo-Boo, and there you go. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max show, where every day Mark spends his time on the couch trying to, or in the recliner, trying yeah. to find that one story that just That's says, right. That happened to me. <laughs> now, cops are hunting for a man. There was a man, not an ordinary man, but a man who's been hitting people with plates of whipped cream. Wow. Plates of whipped cream. Yeah. Why would you waste whipped cream? I don't know. A serial attacker is on the loose in Greenville, South Carolina. His weapon of choice is a plate full of whipped cream. According to reports, lo the local cops have identified a man named Andre Eugene Moore Gerald. Boy, that guy's got uh -huh. his, his name is too long. He needs to trim it back some. As he's been identified as the primary suspect for a string of assaults, apparently Mr. Moore Gerald picked his victims at random and approached them while they were walking down the street before leaving them with a face full of white whipped cream. One of his victims wow. was a woman who had been pushing her child down the road in a stroller near the Main Street Bridge. Moore Gerald might have gotten away with the theatrics that he had he not posted a photo of himself on social media holding a plate full of whipped cream because up until that point the cops failed to identify him um wow greenville police chief uh or police sergeant jonathan bragg says he looks to be recording the whipped cream attacks with other people who are with him and we've later found that he's been posting those on a youtube channel right now we're looking at this incident as an assault People don't want to be touched, and you shouldn't go down hitting people in the face with anything or touching people, especially when you don't who, know who, who the person is. Police yep. in Greenville still don't have uh, this guy in their custody, but they have issued a mm. warrant for his arrest. He's being charged mm. with third-degree assault and battery. I'll be honest. If he hit me in the face with whipped cream, mm -hmm. he would know the the wrath of battery because I would <laughs> nail him, man. My Me and my Louisville slugger would go after him. thing is... What bothers me at the whole thing here is, okay, you've got a guy dressed up like a clown, you know, because huh? he's got whipped cream pie. I mean, <laughs> that, I can understand them not getting him, but they know this guy's name. They yeah. know what he looks like. Yeah. He's posting on social media. I Are we not looking? I mean, basically, any guy on the street being filmed by a YouTube crew 
with holding a pie with whipped cream. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, okay? And then I'm just spitballing here. But they know where he lives. Just maybe knock on the door and say, excuse me, <laughs> sir. You know, I need some whipped cream for my pie. And he's going to say, sorry, I'm out. That's your guy. <laughs> well, let's see. He's got a YouTube channel. They know his you name. You can't find him? And you can't yes. find him? What? Right. I almost played the stupid criminal thing, but this is stupid cops. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show where i you know mark the last story when you're talking about the whipped cream guy yeah i'm still a little hung up on that you and i rarely if ever make a comment about police not being you know right awesome because they are absolutely and we don't have a a stupid police jingle because they're not no they're however when you've got the guy's entire name you know (laughs) yeah and you know what he's doing yeah right i'm (laughs) i'm guessing it's a bench warrant here and you know but here's the quag okay because you and i were talking about this during the music all right you've got a guy who wants to be quote unquote youtube famous right so you know by by filming himself hitting random strangers with a whipped cream pie right I know. Look, you know, you hit a woman like that, and you're oh. going to deal with her husband, her uh-huh. father, her dad, okay? Yep, yep. And maybe all three, depending on how old. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get away with it by saying you were trying to be funny. I'm not kidding. You think third-degree assault for that guy? It's going to be first-degree assault for all of that woman's relatives. <laughs> I mean, dude, you hit her with a pie? Come on. That's an assault for real. Yeah. I mean... You don't know how much time she spent on her makeup and her hair on the clothes. I mean, you don't know the investment that went in to this outing. So there you go. The husband, anyway. If she was with her husband, he knows. Oh. He was in the living room. But where waiting. was he? Yeah. yeah. Where was, where was yeah, he? That's, that's true, a, yeah. okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait very quickly. If we're on Ellen, the view or something with Rosie O'Fat, where was the man to protect? Yeah. Oh, now you got to have a man to protect her. Okay. This Mark wow. was, you know what it was. We need gender equality here because somehow that, that woman was picked on because she, he thought she was okay. a tranny. That's what it was. All right. This, so the pie thrower thinks she's a tranny. <laughs> so now you're saying now I wish I had dude looks like a lady handy. I now you're saying now you're saying that we flipped the coin. Now we need a woman yes. out there with a plate of whipped cream attacking men. Is that what you're saying? There, that's ex- yes. That's what I. But no, actually, we need to have a woman dressed as a man <laughs> pretending to be a woman attacking a woman dressed as a man pretending to dress as a woman pushing not a baby in a stroller but some kind of a dog that is her support animal or his her their support animal that's okay that's what we got that's totally crystal clear now i'm glad you cleared that up. thanks life radio.fm it's the mark and mac show and Mark, I yeah. meant to tell you about this off the air, but Uh-oh. I mean, we're already in it. So, well, okay. The, because you and I both follow, uh, news yeah. and I'm putting news in air quotes. Right. Uh, but apparently Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in a $50 million, uh, libel lawsuit or yeah. whatever you want to deal. It, it apparently is news now, yeah. like real news. Yeah. Um, and it all goes back to an article that Amber Heard, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were both actors. They were married for a couple of years. They divorced. It's been all in the news. Okay. Mm, yeah. And anyway, this uh, lawsuit stems from an op-ed piece that Amber Heard wrote uh, that ran in the Washington Post. And in it, she refers to herself as a domestic abuse survivor. Right. Um, she never names Johnny Depp. Yeah. But considering the fact that they'd been making a lot of public accusations, you know, mm. in the years leading up to it. And then here comes this article. It was pretty obvious what she was talking about. Right. The only natural and conclusion in, you could come to was that she was talking yes. about him. Yeah. Right. And in the era of Me Too, it ended up causing Depp to immediately become persona non grata. Right. His career stopped. And. Uh, a movie that he was already in and filming, he was fired from, 
within a couple of days of this article appearing and other things that he was already in process were gone. So it's been, you know, pretty bad for him. Yeah. And I already had a preconceived notion, you know, based on, I don't know the fact that I'm a national Enquirer star <laughs> kind of reader, you know, the weekly yeah, world so, news. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen a lot of the garbage about it. And anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, there is a, it, when you're dealing with people involved in a, a marital thing that falls apart, you know, and there's a lot of partying by both sides going on, alcohol, drugs playing yeah. a part. Yeah. You're going to run into, you're going to run into problems. And um, anyway, yesterday, Johnny Depp was on the stand and uh, it was painful to watch took so long for him mm-hmm. to just get a point across, you know? Yeah. But there was one segment of it, Mark. There was one that he was lucid on point, And I was like, wow, this is serious for him. And it was when he was talking about uh, his opioid addiction and was very specific about when it happened. Uh, he was making the movie Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Uh, that would be in 2011. And there was a scene where he had to pick up a large chair and throw it out a window. And when he threw it out the window, he felt pain go down his legs, a very sharp burning pain. And it was, it was bad. He described what many people know as a pinched nerve, torn nerve, bulging disc, yep. any number of things like that along the sciatic. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, went to chiropractor and some other things like that. Massage therapy tried all those things and nothing worked and finally the last chiropractor you know he ended up basically going to a doctor doctor looks at him says well okay here's what and prescribed him roxycodone Mm. now he johnny depp on the stand yesterday mark uh talked to i said uh, i saw a doctor the only pain medication she recommended and prescribed was roxycodone Mm. and this is what he said and this is why I'm bringing it up now, because what do we talk about on a daily basis is the opioid addiction and people running afoul of it and having problems with it, leading to a lot of bad things. Johnny Depp didn't go into this with his eyes closed. Okay. And he said, there was part of me that was a little bit worried in the sense that I witnessed friends, people over the years who had had problems with heroin. And I didn't want to get bit by that snake. Mm. I started taking the Roxy's and I was bit Mm. by the snake. He knew, you know, it was somebody. And I'm talking about this very specifically. I know the back pain he's talking about. I know the level of frustration. I know there's actually fear in there too, by the way. Mm. And it all plays on your psyche. And makes it difficult to do anything. And here you are. And this happened in 2011. He went on to talk about this a little bit. And he said, uh, before you know it, that monkey is on your back to stay. It's not like you take those pills to get high. You take them once the addiction has a hold of you. You're not taking those pills to get high. You're taking those pills to get well or get better. Because if you are without the pill your body will start to go into various, well, you'll withdraw. So I was on the Roxy's for a number of years, four, five years, I think, maybe more, I don't know. So he is describing what anybody who has ever taken uh, opioids, narcotic pain pills, anybody who's taken them for more than 90 days, you go through that. It's not about a high, it's about pain relief at first. And then it's okay after really it can happen after 30 days. Uh, but for the sake of argument, let's go 90 after 90 days, your body is no longer producing certain things because the narcotic is doing it. And if you just wake up and decide I'm not taking them, you're not going to, you're going to get sick. Yeah. You're going to be agitated. You're going to get fever chills. You might even be nauseous. You might you know, feel like you got the flu and that's what he was describing he described detoxing and he went into this in depth. I just thought how important it is in this day and age to recognize when 
somebody has access to anything financially that he was able to go to this one point and this one thing and this one real reason he took them. You're talking about somebody who's a party monster, uh, alcohol and drugs and partying part of his life. But he was talking about this roxycodone pain medication that was a monkey on his back. And I thought it was fascinating that through all of his testimony that was so tough to watch, this was something coming from his real life story. And he wasn't couching any of it. It was just boom right here. Wow. Very lucid and very powerful. And um, this is what he said finally. And he's, the attorney asked, well, after you detoxed from the opiates, have you ever taken any opiates again? And Johnny Depp said, nope, I can't. And when you, if you see this part, you'll understand what I'm saying. Very truthful answer. I know that look on his face. He said, it's a no. Once you've been bit, you'll be bit again. So even with my finger, one of the headlines is that he had his finger chopped off uh, during a fight with Amber. And uh, they found part of his finger in the kitchen and reattached it. Mm. But they said, uh, even with my finger, I think it was Motrin 800, but no opiates. I haven't wow. taken an opiate since. I won't. Unless I plan on going through the hell, the mm. pure horror of detoxing coming wow. off those drugs. Mm. So, yeah, I thought, you know, in, alcohol and drugs affect everybody in America. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the world. I know here. And I just, I guess I wanted you to know how quickly it happens, how easy it happens. You're talking about a guy got hurt at work, went to every, you know, chiropractor, doctor takes the medication and ends up on a five-year journey that he's like, I, I won't do it again. It's horrible. So just, I guess, um, be sympathetic and empathetic and realize if you have a family member that has already dealt with this and they're, you know, be supportive, you know, don't. Mm. When they do have pain, don't say, well, just take this. Come on, you're okay. You don't know what they're fighting. Mm. So anyway, there you go. The one, like I said, through the hours of testimony, that three minute bit was lucid, honest, and didn't take five hours. Wow. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. Hey, when uh, you were teaching Joe to drive, mm -hmm. I say you, um, I meant... Did you or Jane teach uh, it your was, son it was to me. drive? It was me, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I remember vividly Did, being in the high school parking lot, big empty high school okay. parking lot with my son in a car oh. with a stick. Um, yeah. And him <laughs> coming off the clutch, and everything dies, you know. <laughs> right. And him, I'm looking at him with a raised eyebrow. I said, just ask me what you need to know. He says, it's okay. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> As we keep yeah. lurching towards the lamppost <laughs> mm -hmm. in the parking lot, it's like a big empty parking lot. There's this one lamppost. He's hitting right for it. Right. You know? Yep. Of course I'll, he is. I'll never forget. <laughs> okay. I know so what I'm doing. Based, based on that, you wouldn't have decided that it would be a good place to maybe go to a cemetery to oh, learn how to drive, oh, right? Oh, no, no. Oh, heavens no. Not at all. But that seems to be what happened in Massachusetts. When multiple headstones at a Massachusetts cemetery were damaged after they were knocked over by a driver with a learner's permit, Melrose Police Chief Michael Lyle said officers responded to the crash at Wyoming Cemetery on Saturday. He says the officers learned the vehicle involved, an older model Range Rover, crashed into eight headstones in the cemetery and knocked all eight of them over. Um... According to the police chief, the driver, a 53-year-old Melrose woman with her learner's permit, was practicing driving at the time of the crash. That woman was accompanied by a relative who is a licensed operator. Both the woman and her relative who have not been identified were not injured in, injured in the ca crash. So they're both fine. <laughs> yeah. Several of the headstones that were struck by the vehicle sustained wow. damage, but Lyle said all of them were successfully uprighted by members of the Melrose Department of Public Works. A preliminary investigation indicates that the driver lost control of the vehicle, and as a result, it struck the headstones. Lyle says mm -hmm. the crash is being investigated further by the Melrose <laughs> Police Department. <laughs> it's rest in peace, not pieces. <laughs> What's the investigation? I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're in, it's being investigated further. 
what 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 else is there to investigate i mean <laughs> woman with a learner's per permit in the cemetery knocked over headstones i think we got it <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mac show and a couple of minutes ago talking about teaching a child to drive right and uh you know we had a lady in the cemetery which not a place i would have picked you know for learner learning to drive no no but you know my kids uh they didn't want me to teach you know i tried with each one but they would all wrap me up they were like <laughs> they'd go to LaDonna and say he just yells all the time and i'm like well it's because i don't want to die you know i'm like come on I, it's, i'm like i just it was horrible man so no i didn't teach my kids to drive i gave it to her i'm like well you, you know because you can't I yell figured, you know in that situation you can't yell intelligibly anyway it's just like a single words pole 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 you know <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is not a merging lane, dude. There's a car coming. Stop. Train. Train. Uh, I, and to this day, I'm still thinking. I there's one place in particular when I just I, that was it. I'm like, get out. <laughs> just get, no, I don't care. Stop. No, we're done. Put on brake. No, the other brake. Now, <laughs> turn it off. Oh. <laughs> uh never forget man it's just not fair man <laughs> really i know i kept you like, alive so, today son you can thank me later <laughs> right so Ladonna taught all the kids to drive which means none of my kids can drive for jack you know <laughs> she can't drive <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and max show and you know we do ask if you have a moment to share this with a friend um you know, I little league season going on, Mark, and I'm finding a lot of new friends and things like that. And it's really cool when people say, I didn't know you guys were doing this. I'm like, you know, and that's cool. So hey, hand me your phone and I'll get it for you. Cause I'll be like life right. FM, you know, download the app <laughs> and there's other life radio type apps yeah, and there are, things yeah. that look similar or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I got you. But anyway, uh, just share it with a friend and, uh, we'd appreciate it now. Mm. Mark, this story popped up the other day, and I all I could think of was the parents, okay, mm, yeah. of what they must have felt. And you're mm. going, what are you talking about, man? Well, mm. here's your headline. Missing California teen found safe. Mm. That's the only part you need to know. All the rest is why we're talking about it, okay? Yeah. But the bottom line is, can you imagine what this would be like for the parents? Yeah. After three years of desperation, the family of missing California teen Connor Jack Oswald is overjoyed after the teenager was found in Park City, Utah. In September of 2019, then 16-year-old Oswald was reported missing by the family in Clear Lake, California. The National Missing and Unidentified Persons System says that Oswald, who was diagnosed with autism in 2014, had a history of running away. Prior to his disappearance in September of 2019, NAMUS reported that he went missing in May of the same year after his mother took his phone away. He fled his home in Clear Lake, taking only his cat. Over recent weeks, reports came in to the Summit County, Utah Sheriff's Office of a man sleeping outside a convenience store by a gas station near the I-80. A scan of his fingerprints revealed he had a warrant out for uh, out of Nevada under the misspelled name Connor Jack Oswald. His name is Connor Jack, all one word. After suspecting that there was more to the story and researching missing people that might fit his profile, the match was made. Oswald's family had moved from California to Idaho since his disappearance. They said, we searched all over California. We had the Missing Centers of America. We had the Polyclass Foundation and the DOJ. That's what his mom is telling CBS News. We've, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of a false hope over the last two and a half years, uh, added his stepdad, Gerald Flynn. Mm-hmm. On hearing the good news, Flynn immediately drove from Idaho Falls to Park City to find Connor Jack, where he confirmed his identity and called Oswald's mom mm. to confirm. Um, one side to this, Cape, uh, is people I saw reacted negatively about the family moving yeah. uh, from California to Idaho after he had disappeared. Well, the reason they did that 
because they were that's where he was raised they moved to the uh, home that he'd he been go, raised yeah. in in idaho yeah. yeah because they they had been in idaho and they'd only moved to california recently so um they consulted with experts and said well you know what he might be heading back home yeah. to that home so that's what i i mean you talk about doing it when people say i'll do anything it takes right they yeah. did they did anything and it was just amazing when you actually see the video um of the police officers meeting him seeing him it was very cold in park city you wow. know being here in alabama we don't think about it being you know 10 right. degrees yeah, but yeah Park City, Utah, when they found him, he it was very, very cold that night. Wow. And the police were like, just come and sit in the car, man. You know, get warm. Let's help you. So anyway, there you go. That There was the, the whole Paul Harvey rest of the story. Yeah. There was a reason they moved. There was a reason the police reached out. And there was a reason that this officer, he knew there's just got to be more to this story. So, hey, happy ending. liferadio.fm the mark and max show and you know, a little bit ago when we were talking about driving or teaching a, a person to drive not right. just a child or a young person but any anybody you try to teach to drive and i don't know why somebody thought it would be a good idea to take somebody to a cemetery to try to teach <laughs> them to drive but you know <laughs> there are certain rules in life surrounding activities at a cemetery right, and yeah. uh, a lady has put together her um nine rules for a funeral yeah uh, putting thought into your own funeral plans isn't something many of us like to think about really you know but one woman has shared her nine plain spoken rules for her funeral on tiktok because of course uh in a video yeah. that has been viewed more it's, than it's a rule <laughs> I, know, I think i'm missing out i need to start putting everything i do on tiktok mm. <laughs> apparently wow. you're supposed to in a video that's been viewed more than 4.1 million times this woman outlined the rules she has for anyone that attends her funeral here we go she says rule number one you must show a picture of us you know, you and me, of us, in order to enter. It can be an old picture, a recent picture, but don't come to my funeral acting like you knew me for real. I don't deal with fakes in life or death. Number, wow. Number two, I need a light glam, a little bit of foundation, lip gloss, maybe a bit of mascara. Even though I'm in the casket, I do not need to be casket ready. <laughs> number three, wow. no hovering over my casket. I understand you grieving, but get yourself back. <laughs> number four wow bring gum for viewing my body i know i can't smell no more but that grieving breath you're going to respect wow. me in death <laughs> wow number five all speeches under five minutes and cap will be called out don't get on the microphone and try to preach a whole 30 minute ceremony and if you do get mm -hmm. on there and lie and say we have all these memories together i will have somebody there to call you out wow Wow. I like this lady. <laughs> she mm -hmm. continued. Number six, no black attire is allowed. This is not a doomsday death dungeon. Lighten the mood. Wear some color. Number seven, only soul food will be served. No finger food. I'm talking about fried chicken, macaroni, cheese, greens, and more. And yes, I need a plate to put in my casket. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Number eight, an alcohol bar is required. Two drinks minimum. Get loose. If you're, going to look, if you're looking for less than two drinks, you might as well go home. <laughs> wow number nine crying is allowed for 20 minutes then you'll be asked to step out and get it together i don't need all that mm -hmm. sadness in the atmosphere i know you love me i probably love you too but i'm gone <laughs> i'm with you in spirit now wow <laughs> since being wow. posted her video has racked up more than eight hundred and fifty thousand likes and 9300 comments from people who thought it was hilarious Man, good for her having a sense of humor about things, it. you know? <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, I'm so glad you pulled up the uh, the woman's rules for her funeral because I, I'm not a good funeral person, but I was kind of laughing at, you know, would anybody go to a funeral and pretend to know the deceased? You know, I know. if they didn't, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a funeral for people I actually like and care about. That's something that never has crossed my mind is who's going to show up yeah. at my funeral and pretend to know me. I mean, right. Come on. I mean, I'm 
I'm I'm a I'm a hermit. Nobody knows me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, but would you go to a funeral? I mean, is that like on your agenda where you you know you're looking and going, hey, which funeral can I hit this week? No, no. No. Although I do know somebody who who's who's fascinated with the funeral business itself and funerals Uh for a while. Funerals were Uh his thing. Like. Oh, wow. I, I can't, I can't make it. There's a funeral. I got to go to this funeral. Well, <laughs> you know, in Huntsville, a couple of years ago, there was a group of uh, thieves that actually used obituaries to know when to rob houses oh. because you know they'd have a death in the family. It'd be in a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They would know that everybody was going to be gone at the funeral. So they knew what time they could go and rob these houses and, uh, had a little group doing it for a wow. while. I know I'm gonna have to look at them and see if that's a thing, you know, yeah. not just here, but yeah, because I don't even I don't like funerals or weddings. E- either of those, if you don't invite me, I'm good. You know, <laughs> a lot of things like it's that. It's not that Dave's antisocial. Just he's antisocial. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first tip that I want to live at the end of a long street? And I want to, you know, when I think about building a house underground mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it was probably when you said you wanted to live in, at the end of a long driveway out in the middle of nowhere. I think that was when I yes. picked up on that. Yes. <laughs> and then I said, oh, that's a great idea. Ah, there you go. See, I'm not the only one. No. Meanwhile, LaDonna looks around and goes, I wish we lived closer to people. I'm like, dude. <laughs> what <laughs> come on i don't have a problem with living closer to family but i still want that place with long driveway <laughs> so. mm. i was thinking i'd rather live next to strangers but that's just me i you know. life radio.fm mark and mac show you know a couple minutes ago, we were talking about funerals and weddings, and boom, yeah. here we go. Man accused of ruining pal's wedding. Yeah, planning a wedding is no easy task. But when it comes to making sure your guests have a good time, one of the most important things you need to think about is the catering. After all, a happy guest is a well-fed guest. Mm. Mm. Wow. I, I don't know about you, but I've been to some pe- some weddings, some receptions where, yeah, they really thought about it, and others that, well... Not so much, but one man on <laughs> one man on Reddit was forced to take matters into his own hands when he attended his attended his friend's wedding, and, and the only food they made available by the very vegetarian bride's request mm. <laughs> was a simple side salad and a few veggies. The man, mm. who was a groomsman at the wedding, knew the food wouldn't be sufficient to keep him going all day, but he didn't want to upset his friend by telling her she'd made a mistake. So he chose to covertly order a pizza and sneak a few slices mm. out from his car. But the man's mm. plan got out of hand when he told another friend what he was doing, which ah. meant word began to spread. And the rest <laughs> of the wedding party got in the act, and several of them were also starving. <laughs> so he ends up ordering four large pizzas. <laughs> And the bride found out about it. And here's how she found out. She spotted the groom snacking on a slice by the guy's car. (laughs) Wow. Busted. Love it. Uh, That ain't ruining the man's wedding. That's saving the wedding. That's right. Those are the, you know what? That's the story all the friends will be telling from now on. Yeah. (laughs) It's the pizza at the wedding. What's really cool is there had been some guy like Danny Partridge, you know, some 12-year-old redheaded kid selling the pizza. <laughs> that would supplies. have been it, yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max show. You know, Mark, when we talked about the vegan wedding a minute ago, yeah. the, uh, you know, where dude orders a pizza and <laughs> everybody else comes out there, well, you, you've told me many stories about vegans and how they eat and stuff mm, like yeah. that. And I find it fascinating, you know, because I'm one of these people, Mark, that I, if it's legal and you want to do it, I'm cool with that. I, mm. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. What you eat has no impact on my life. Right. But when it comes to vegans, for whatever reason, you know, they just... <laughs> think that everybody should follow them down the yellow brick road yeah, there's that old and joke if you, you don't, don't you're a hater you don't have to ask them if they're vegan they're gonna tell you yeah <laughs> that's exactly right i know <laughs> and i i'm like really if you if you're spending so much time trying to convince me and everybody else that what you're doing is the right thing mm-hmm. maybe stop trying to convince yourself you know yeah, because yeah. 
obviously that's why you're kind of like safety in numbers. The more people you can convert, the better you'll feel about the decisions you're making. But right. again, I have no problem with it. You know, there are, there are some people who just have a, they just don't want like me, you know, right, yeah. and that does not make somebody vegan. Yeah. Because if you're vegan, you, you know, you got to be the all in that's the, you know, it's like, I've seen some, uh, yeah, boy, I want to, I don't want to admit the Easy. reality shows I watch, Easy. but <laughs> I apparently watch too many of them, but you know, there's the, there are the vegans, you know, mm -hmm. I always think of a vegan as somebody who just doesn't eat meat right. it's, and it's, I don't understand yeah. why they can't eat cheese or drink milk or eat eggs it's, or whatever. Because they're produced by animals and you don't, they yeah, don't, they I don't know. eat anything produced by an animal. Yeah. Right. But yeah. most of the stuff tastes like something, oh, know. you know, that was produced by an animal, but it's usually left out in the field. <laughs> Processed you know? by an animal. So it's like, yeah. right. right. Anyway, what I just, is, what gets me is the, is how preachy, I mean, you, if you're going to be a vegan, it takes a lot of work, a lot of work because you have to study everything you buy in the store and make sure there's nothing in it that goes against the grain of what you were trying to practice here. Plus, plus, on top of that, since you're not getting all of the nutrition that you actually need out of all the vegetable intake you're, you're doing, you have mm. to take vitamins. You have to take a lot of vitamin B. You have to add supplements to your diet that you wouldn't have to, to add to your diet if you just right. ate what your body is wanting to process mm -hmm. instead of what you're trying to force it to process, you know? Right. That's Man. what gets me. It's like, I'm on the caveman diet. Okay, well, you realize they all died before they were 30, right? You know? And it wasn't because they were eaten by dinosaurs. It's because of the food, you know? I don't know. Mark, it just gets to that point with food that if you have a preference, okay, go for it. Good for you. But leave me alone. Just let me eat. I just want the meat and the potatoes. Mm -hmm. I know it's, you know. Yeah, man, mm -hmm. it's like it drives me crazy when people try to force their view. I'll be here's another example. Okay, taking it to the nth degree here. I don't care. Mm. I just don't. It, right. I love you, you know, but your personal choices are just that. Yeah, they are your personal choices. I respect that, and all I do is ask that you treat me the same way. Mm. And that's not possible. You know, that's not, it's because if you don't endorse the lifestyle, mm. then you're a hater. And it's like, yeah. I'm not a hater. I don't hate anybody. Yeah. I don't hate anything. Yeah. Except for vegans who don't want me to eat meat. <laughs> I do hate that. There's a hate there. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. But then again, if you're going to name dinner and be upset when we eat it, eh, that's your problem. <laughs> Life Radio FM Mark Mack Show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you thinking about we the non-nutritional yeah, cereal varnish? I am. <laughs> non-nutritional cereal varnish. Yeah, and keeping them crispy. <laughs> some days, man. Some days. All right, Mark. I almost called you Clark. <laughs> Clark W. Griswold. And the reason is that during the music, we were talking about the origins of, you know, we started off on veganism. We were talking last time and then we talked about, I, I got off on some of the things that we've been told all of our lives. Like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's actually not nutritionally sound. It's not proven by science. It's not proven by any kind of research. It was actually introduced by the Kellogg's company way, way back to sell breakfast cereal. <laughs> great was, marketing move. It was a great marketing move. We still say it today. It's not true. None of the claims they ever made back then, back in the 20s, 30s, back in th those commercial claims, back before we started cracking down on commercial lies, basically. Yeah. Uh, none of that stuff about, about cereal and such, none of it was true. They still say it, but none of it's true, you know. Wow. <laughs> and that that's and that funny. got us off. To, the The reason that cornflakes are are sort of sweet if you just eat them dry, they're a little bit sweet, is because corn is high in carbohydrates, and when you process it the right way, it tastes sweet. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. See what we do when yes. <laughs> when there's nothing going on. Just we're playing music, sitting here chatting. You know, that's what we do. Just we're chasing rabbits everywhere, man. Uh, Just ding, maybe ding, we ding, sh ding. maybe each of us should we each of us should have a house somewhere in the country with a really long driveway. <laughs> maybe we need to be <laughs> hermits. Maybe that's what we really need to be.
liferadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, trying to stay on track here for just a minute. Yes. <laughs> there was a track. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I don't know, man. Every now and again. I will tell you, Mark and I are so blessed to be able to do what we do. It's mm-hmm. very cool, and we never take it for granted. And I will tell you this. Um, if... If you are on your way to a job that sucks the life out of you, Ooh, okay, yeah. you know, if you're on it, doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, it, if your life is not going the way you think you would like for it to go, then you've got to take a step back today and think about what you really want. People just don't, Mark. Too many other times, we're, we just... We kind of fall through life, you know. Yeah. We do what our parents tell us to do, supposedly, in elementary school and junior high and high school. And somewhere in there, we determine a pathway, like I've got to go to college or trade school or whatever, you know. And it's like these big decisions are not made with a lot of thought, you know. They just kind of happen. Yeah. And, you, you know, you have an ability to do something, and so you do it. And it's like I've talked to people in the last couple of months that – are really unhappy, you know, with their lot in life and it's their own fault. You know, I mean, ultimately it's, if I don't do it, it's on me. And uh, I'm reminded of the dear Abby, uh, article. I'm, I use this a couple times a year with folks and on the air, but there is a guy that wrote a letter, dear Abby, I've always wanted to go to, you know, law school, but you know, I'm 40 years old and you know, it takes three years, blah, blah, blah. And you know, bottom line, she was like, well, how old are you going to be in three years if you don't go to law school? <laughs> That's life, you know? Yeah. You, you just, you know, but I think about the example we're setting for our kids, you know, for others that we come in contact with. Instead of having a life of unfulfilled whatever, go out and make it happen. I mean, you know what? You want to be a movie maker? Sit down, write a script, and take your phone and film it. There yeah. you go. Yep. You know, it's, and, and by the way, one of the little side note to all of this is, um, a lot of people think being YouTube famous would be cool, you know, making videos or whatever. And I will tell you, um, having watched a number of these shows that are kind of, um, I guess they're made for kids, you know, yeah. because adults acting the way they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but they make a lot of money doing it, yeah. but you know, the movie, they, the shows are made for children. And yet when you watch them and you think this is so bad, oh my gosh, yeah. you, you have no idea the amount of time it took for them to produce that 20 minute bit that you just watched with your four year old, you know, yeah. it, I mean, just, I was watching one day and counting camera angles, Mark, I mean, for real, because if I had actually watched the content, I would have probably looked for a <laughs> bullet in the gun, you know, <laughs> But it wasn't made for me. It was made for Braylon. <laughs> and uh, anyway, <laughs> but I was looking at it from purely from the technical aspect. And I'm like, wow, they yeah. put a lot of thought, mm-hmm. a lot of effort, a lot of time into making this. And Braylon really gets it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's just, but that's, it kind of goes back to, they have an idea and grabbed a phone and filmed it. Boom. There yeah. you go. You know, several years later, they're worth millions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, but, there's some of them out there that are making big piles of money, but yep. it took a lot of work, a lot of dedication, right. a lot of time, a lot of innovation as well, because right. a lot of these guys who are YouTube famous today and have millions of followers have actually had to come up with ways to make what they do happen, which has never right. been done before. So right. there's that as well. You got to create it. Yeah, exactly. But the bottom line is always the bottom line. If if there's something you would like to do in life, go do it. Just yeah. go do it. Yeah. And, you know, create the opportunity and, you know, invest in yourself. But mm-hmm. stop complaining. <laughs> it's nobody else's fault, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, talking a few minutes ago about youtube or whatever and i will tell you that there are things online that just kind of pop up you know and you're going i missed that day at internet school you know <laughs> tiktok i like yeah. now tiktok i remember nancy grace talking about it you know when her or the twins were getting into it a couple of years ago 
And it was like, I'm like, where did it come from that it just boom? But it actually was something that started as a different, uh, mm. they got, what was it? Vine? Wasn't that I think, it? I think so. Yeah. Short yeah. attention. And it short was already attention. popular. Yeah. Short attention span theater and real short videos. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So now we have headline that says cleaner reveals hidden compartment in a toaster. Oh. They never knew and have to put it up there on TikTok. Yeah, McCleaner's TikTok video went viral after she shared the hidden compartment, which is in toasters that makes them easier to clean. But a lot of people revealed they'd never need, they never knew about this compartment. You know, there's a little thing on the bottom. You pull it open and dump the crumbs out. Yeah. They're on every toaster. As reported by the Daily Record, professional cleaner Casey has gathered over 2.2 million views on her video. Uh, and she... I mean, she she hit out at some cleaning tricks shared online. She says um, there are cleaning hacks going around the internet that are not really hacks at all. They just make it harder. This week I was sent one: clean your toaster with a hair dryer. Just tip it in the bin in the <laughs> in the trash yeah. can. Well, in her video, Casey puts her hand under the toaster, pulls out a tray which collects the crumbs to empty it, and bizarrely, it's blowing people's minds. It turns out that hundreds of people never knew that was there. One person commented to say, there's a tray. (laughs) (laughs) A second said, OMG, I can't believe this. I always stare at it and get annoyed because of all the crumbs. And another one, another one wrote, wait, toasters have trays. Another one hit back and said, okay, I understand you're not understanding about some things, but y'all didn't know about toaster trays. Like your house could catch on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. how funny oh gosh i found one by accident you know yeah because well i can't i i dropped it and when i picked it up the little thing was flapping down there Uh and i was like oh good i broke it and i was like wait a minute that's got a hinge (laughs) okay yeah yeah it's not exactly like they advertise it as a feature you know yeah it's not on the it's not on the outside of the package oh self a cleaning tray i mean it's just yeah. like it's hey, a toaster it's a toaster i mean i <laughs> tip it upside down that's kind of what i'm thinking most you know that's mm-hmm. what most people would do and then when you t- tip it upside down you're going to look at that thing and go what is Maybe. this Click. yeah oh <laughs> it opens there from the go. bottom <laughs> just before you do anything unplug it before you stick oh. a knife down in there oh, oh gosh liferadio.fm Mark and Mac show where I'm so glad you held this story until now until you know because uh, a week and a half ago this would not have been a good one for Dave to see no Dave the dentist patient oh. <laughs> doctors and we- you know Mark I, I want to I got to clear one thing up there's this doctor in Birmingham um, actually there are two that I saw you know dental stuff back and we're talking years and years ago yeah um, and I did a bit one time on the radio there and, and I was talking about going to a bad dentist mm-hmm. and I pointed out that the dentist that I was talking about was dead. Okay. Right. I didn't say his name because he had family, but he was dead and I didn't cause his death. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. that was why I talked about it because he, the work he did on me was so bad that I, I'm not kidding. Bad, bad dental work back in 1999 has cost me over the years. Okay. Ooh. And I, anyway, and there was a dentist that I saw in Birmingham who was wonderful. He was a nice, nice guy, did great work for what I needed at the time. And he thought I was talking about him. Oh, no. And it broke my heart because he was such a good guy. So, so anytime there's a dental thing, I, that's what comes to my mind is that he's the one guy that had it been more convenient. He's the guy I would have gone to. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. So here we are. Headline, doctors remove drill bit uh. accidentally inhaled during dental procedure yep doctors in wisconsin were able to safely remove a tiny drill bit from inside a man's lung after he (gasps) he inhaled the tool 60 year old tom cozy said he was getting a filling from a dentist in illinois when he inhaled the tiny drill drill bit quote i was at the dentist getting a tooth filled and the next thing i know i was told i swallowed this tool i didn't even really feel it go down all i felt was a cough when they did the CT scan, they realized you didn't swallow it. You inhaled it. Doctors at Aurora Medical Center, Kenosha in Wisconsin, said the situation could have led to invasive surgery, but they decided to try a device that's typically used for early detection of cancer to attempt to pull the drill bit out without surgery. Dr. Abdul Alrais 
the pulmonary specialist who conducted the procedure, posted a video to YouTube showing the bit being removed. Josie says, I was never so happy as when I opened my eyes and I saw him with a smile under that mask, shaking a little plastic container with the tool in it. Wow. He said the drill wow. bit is now being displayed on a shelf in his home. <laughs> wow. So what they use, a magnet? I mean, I, I don't know. They're not telling us how they did it. No, they don't. Wow. Inquiring minds. That's pretty smart. Need to know. I'm going to find out, Mark. You should. I also want to know what else is on display in his home or is. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when I had my tonsils out Uh in second grade, I asked to keep them so I could take them to school for show and tell. (laughs) Miss Sampika's second grade classroom got to see Dave's tonsils. Oh, and it was in a little jar from aldehyde. And, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty cool. (laughs) Couldn't do that now. All the little boys said cool. And all the little girls said gross. liferadio.fm mark and mac show and you know every show we try to get a guinness book of world records thing in there just it's an attempt i don't know if it's and i don't know if it's an effort it's (laughs) yeah well (laughs) like to put it out there that mark does this i don't know put it this way we basically do it so we can have one little clip from a Christmas story every day because mm-hmm. it feels like if you have a cut from a Christmas movie on the show, it just makes the day better, okay? <laughs> so would you please hit that thing for me? I'll be glad to. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> a Michigan man was awarded a Guinness World Record when the circumference of his tongue was officially measured at 4.8 inches dante barnes wow yeah dante barnes battle creek said he first realized his tongue might be unusual when he watched a video online of someone measuring their own tongue and he decided to give it a try quote social media has reacted crazy to my tongue i've posted a few videos and each one has gotten millions upon millions of views one is up to 63 million and multiple are over 20 million That's what he told Guinness World Records. Barnes' tongue circumference was officially measured at 4.8 inches, roughly the same size as a ping pong ball. He said the muscle doesn't give him any trouble during normal tasks. Quote, it just feels like my tongue. I'm able to flex it like any other muscle, like moving your fingers or lifting a weight. He says he sees his tongue as a source of pride. Quote, I definitely see my tongue as a gift. I never thought I'd have a Guinness World Record title at all, let alone for my tongue. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I think we have jumped the shark. We have crossed the bridge. We have, <laughs> we have finally hit the, the, the end of, of all things Guinness. From henceforth, I think I'm going to do everything I can to keep Guinness stories out of the daily mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Mark, um, I want to see a picture of it. <laughs> well, you can look that up yourself, bucko. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings, only on liferadio.fm.